Well, welcome back. We are now going to talk today about two types of accountability that are pretty important for good, strong, long-term recovery. Um, Jeff and I are going to talk about the difference between behavioral accountability and emotional accountability. So let's talk about the difference between two and why they both matter so much for a good, strong recovery. Yeah, let's talk about this because this is a common difficulty that couples experience early on in recovery when, you know, uh, disclosure has happened or discovery, either one, and men have, you know, done all the behavioral things. They've went to their church leaders. Sometimes they even go to family members and, you know, confess what's been going on. And, and they're doing all these behavioral things. They've gone to therapy. They may have even tried going to 12-step they're, in their mind, it's, men really do well with behavioral accountability. They, it's measurable. There's... It's measurable. They they get results. They're mm-hmm. trying to they're, they're trying to get something done. It can even look a little like like a little bit like a checklist too. Totally, which is actually pretty good. The structure is good. Right. The structure is good. Mm-hmm. Men men thrive with that. They right. they that's a strength that they have, right. and they feel, and sometimes there are church leaders that are working with them feel like, hey, I am making this right. So sometimes, sometimes they get surprised when wife is like not getting better or wife is like still broken. And it's because women have a tendency to do much better with what we call emotional accountability. Emotional accountability is very different. Right. Emotional account. Well, let let me actually, is it okay if I tell a story to kind of illustrate these differences? So when I was a, uh, kid, I had a paper out. And I, one morning, it was a Saturday morning, I threw a paper and it broke the glass of a storm door. That's a hard throw. Yeah, I, I must have had a stronger <laughs> arm than I do now. But um, I threw this newspaper, it broke the glass, it shocked me. And I knew the woman that lived there. She was an older woman. She was alone. She was a widow. And I knew that she was up. And sure enough, seconds after that window broke, she came to the door. She was in shock. She was afraid. She was crying. She lives by herself. And, of course, I went over and I told her, hey, I'm so sorry. This is my fault. I'll pay for it. So my whole entire check for my paper route <laughs> went towards the, you know, fixing right, this. which is the right thing to do. Yeah, so yep. that's behavioral accountability. I went to this person. I told him this is what I did. I took my check, I paid for it, all those behavioral things. Emotional accountability came every single day after. So normally as a paper boy, I would ride my bike and I would throw that paper. And it, sometimes it can make a big noise. And in the summer months, she would, she would be up early, her door would be open, and I knew that the sound of that newspaper from now on, was going to be scary for her. Mm -hmm. So emotional accountability, I would walk up, put that paper on the porch. I wouldn't throw it. I would set it down quietly so that I didn't startle this woman. And I did that for the rest of the time I had that paper out, which was probably another two years, every single day. That's emotional accountability because I recognized, despite how far or how long ago it happened, if I threw a big paper and it made a noise or it hit the metal part of that storm door and made a crashing noise, her heart was going to jump. She was going to be afraid. I didn't want to cause that for her. 
I, I was emotionally accountable for whenever or however that fear could have showed up for her. Right. So emotional accountability really is about caring about the impact you have on another person emotionally, relationally, and protecting that. And, re- and recognizing uh-huh. that that emotional impact doesn't go away right. just because you went to the bishop or just because you went to a few sessions of therapy, or just because you've been good for two weeks. Right. You could have been like, hey, I paid for the window. You know, get over it. Right. 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 I but fixed if I, it. I was continuing in that relationship with that woman as right. a paper boy. My emotional accountability was, hey, you know what? I'm still going to be in this relationship with you, and I want this relationship to be as little pain on you as possible. So I'm going to set that paper on that doorstep and I'm not even going to risk throwing it and making sure that it, you know, doesn't make any sound. Yeah, that's a great example. So if a guy is, you know, he's gone through disclosure, he's going to therapy, 12 step meeting with his church leader, doing everything he can to create um, boundaries. And he's, he's, you know, he's created a good solid recovery program for himself with a lot of those measurable measurable behaviors. Yeah, exactly. Then what exactly on a day-to-day basis would be some examples of what emotional accountability would be like to his wife, to the others, other people he's injured? So emotional accountability looks like this. So let's say that he would view pornography on his iPhone. And he needs to recognize, like, if, if he's on his iPhone and his wife walks into the room and all of a sudden she starts kind of being really short-tempered or just really agitated— She's, she's likely having some, some trauma where emotional accountability would say, hey, honey, you're feeling this way right now because of me. It's my fault. You're afraid when you see me on the iPhone because of what I, I've betrayed you with this iPhone. And no woman should ever have to feel this. The reason you're feeling this is my fault. And I'm so sorry. What can I do to help you right now? And that's emotional accountability. That's where he's, he's not, he may be doing nothing on those, on his iPhone. He may be totally, you know, looking up something on his calendar or something. And the problem is a lot of guys get defensive and they try, they think in their brain that if they just explain, hey, I'm just on my calendar, look, see, here, don't have those feelings. But trauma is a very peculiar thing. That woman's body is in the past. It doesn't matter what he's doing. He needs, if he's going to be her protector, he needs to be like, okay, her body, he needs to just accept that reality that she's in trauma, that her body's in the past. And no fact about him being on the calendar is going to help. He needs to meet her where she's at. And that, that means he needs to be accountable and say, look, you're afraid because I betrayed you with this iPhone. It's my fault that you're feeling this way. Right. And he could even, you know, a guy can be in behavioral accountability, but not be in emotional accountability. So for example, he could, you know, set some boundary and some rule, or she could ask him, you know, please put your phone away when you're home. And he could do it and still be really resentful and upset about it and not have any of that emotional accountability toward her about it. So just because maybe the behavior changes doesn't mean that his heart has changed or he has any compassion or awareness awareness or concern at all for how this might affect her. That's exactly right, Jeff. And, you know, trauma, trauma has a curious way of taking time to heal. Mm-hmm. This woman is going to need 
time of him consistently getting it, understanding the impact of his actions that she doesn't even know the expanse of the impact. Women tell me all the time how I had another trigger. And sometimes men, they get really, really short-tempered or they, they, at first, they're really good to be like accountable about it, but it goes on for one month, two months, a year. And they're like, what's wrong with you, lady? Like, why can't you just like forget about this? Leave it in the past. And what I tell couples is, you know, trauma hit your wife. It hit you as a husband and neither one of you liked it. It's not like she's thinking of this up. It's not like she's like being dramatic or something. This is happening against her will. Right. And that's great. I think a lot of times guys will, because men lead with behavioral accountability, when those moments happen, a lot of the times the first thought the guy will have is, well, what can I do about it? And this is not, when you're dealing with emotional accountability, this is not time for like action steps. It's about listening. It's about slowing down. It's about presence, presence, awareness, caring, asking good questions, slowing down. That's really what's needed. And so for her to be able to talk and discover oftentimes together what she needs in that moment and then just compassion, caring, feeling, having empathy and letting her really talk about the way this has affected her, that kind of accountability is going to go on for years and years. That's, that's not a checklist. It's going to oftentimes feel like it's going to surprise both of you. Um, but that's really the long-term work that couples get to do. Right. And it's a combination of behavioral accountability Mm -hmm. and emotional accountability that needs to take place. And, you know, there are some therapists out there that just do behavior. They don't understand the emotional impact of trauma. And that's why it's so important to work with a therapist who not only understands the addiction, but also understands the trauma as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I've, I've worked with far too many women who are basically not being understood by a therapist or a church leader or a family member because they just can't forget about it and move on. Right, because the husband on paper has checked all the boxes and it's cleared and, and everything should be fine, right? Like he's done everything. What else do you want, woman? Right. Right. And the, and the, the truth is, is that... Um, there's been no emotional healing at all for her or for the relationship. And for him, I think, I think emotional accountability helps him get back into his heart. And when he's in his heart, he'll be more self-aware. And it actually is protective as well for future relapses. Right. And let's talk about trauma for just a second and what it does. So the way our brain is set up is our, our midbrain is responsible for all of our senses. So our midbrain is right behind our eyes, our nose, our ears, our, our mouth, all of those sensory aspects of our life are directly being fed to the midbrain. And right behind, on the bottom side of the midbrain, is the hippocampus. And the hippocampus is the part of the brain that's in charge of memory. And that's a survival kind of mechanism. Everything that we sense is, is hardwired directly to memory because... Our body has this self-protective factor. Like if we sense something by something that we see or smell or taste or hear, it's directly being processed to the hippocampus. Our body is flooded with a, a hormone or, or a, called cortisol. Cortisol is what I call the miracle of miracle grow of memory. It highlights something that 
the brain interprets as a threat. And for women, women feel threat relationally more than men do. And so when they see something that feels threatening to their relationship, their brain is flooded with cortisol. Uh, it, it is highlighting this memory of that iPhone or that car or that, that side of town or whatever it is. It's totally branding that brain with that memory so that survival says, you know, anytime you get close to that, I'm going to put your body in alarm state to get away. That's what we call trauma. And so what happens is when a, a brain is flooded with cortisol, anxiety or trauma goes up, cognitive functioning goes down. The problem with men is what they try to do is they try to give her facts. They try to say, hey, look, I was on the calendar. They're trying to give her all these factual things that in his brain think, He's thinking that's going to make her feel better. But the problem is, remember, when trauma or anxiety goes up, cognitive functioning goes down. So as, as helpful as you think those facts are, her brain is not cognitively ready to receive it. And so what, what we know calms trauma down is presence, touch sometimes, and just tactile comfort, and just recognition that they're being seen and women need to be seen when they're in their trauma to create kind of like a new memory of that. Right. For him to not act like a threat, because if he's defensive and his eyes are getting big and he's talking a lot and he's waving his hands and he's, and he's getting, he goes he's logical, getting tense and logical and yep. kind of cold and removed, then that basically sends a signal to her that he's dangerous. Right. And, it, and what it actually does is what the woman is hearing is someone's not seeing me. Fellas out there, if you're listening to this, in order for you to protect your wife, you have to see her. If she doesn't feel seen by you, it doesn't matter if you're on your calendar. It doesn't matter if you're reading your scriptures. It doesn't matter what you were doing. You cannot protect that woman. And if, she, if she's turning to you as her secure base and you're not seeing her, you're not going to be able to be that person that helps her bring her trauma down. If you can be accountable and show that emotional accountability and she can see, okay, he gets why I'm hurt. He understands what's going to happen is that anxiety and trauma are going to go down and that cognitive processing and functioning goes up. And then we can have the conversation about what was happening and what we need to do. But there's that interplay between behavioral accountability, emotional accountability, trauma, how it's registered in the brain, how, how someone who's trying to help that woman to try to kind of calm it down, how all that works. Couples have to start learning how to do that if they're going to start healing this trauma and healing their marriage. So obviously start off with behavioral accountability, start off with um, having a good, strong, solid recovery plan with you know meetings and reading and boundaries and all these things that you do in, in a good recovery process. And then, and then on top of that, and, and longer than that, you're going to continue having this emotional accountability where there's a recognition that, you know, when she's triggered, even when she's not triggered, there's just a need for ongoing empathy, accountability, recognizing that the way that she's been affected is something that she's going to understand and learn slowly over time. And for you as the guy to be open to it, and ladies, for you to also be 
um, willing to share it, to talk about it, to make sense of it, pass it over, and expect him to care about it because that's what's going to help rebuild trust and security in the relationship. That's exactly right, Jeff. It's an interplay between all of those factors mm-hmm. that we've talked about today, and and it takes time. Yep. You know, guys, you have to realize this is her her brain because of trauma is hijacked. She doesn't like it. You don't like it. Nobody likes it. But guys, if you don't get this job done, there's nobody else that can do it. And you're one of the you're one of the most powerful ways that you can soothe her brain. You're also one of the most powerful ways you can agitate it. Exactly. So this emotional accountability will help calm and restore confidence and trust in the relationship. And it's totally within your power to do it. So And if your family members out there with someone who is in trauma, be patient. This is not this is not because they're being over emotional or hysterical. This is a this is their brain literally the survival mechanism of their brain taking over. Right. Or controlling. Right. Yeah, this is none of that. So okay, good. All right. Well, that's enough for today. And I hope it's been helpful. If you have any questions or feedback or comments, please reach out to us. We'd love to answer your questions and clarify anything we can. Until next time.